1: Foundations. And in God said, I myself will make all my goodness pass before you and will proclaim the name of the Lord before you. And I will be gracious to whom I'll be gracious, and I will show compassion on whom I'll show compassion.
0: Foundations. Understanding the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. With Robbo Robinson and Mandy Warby. Today we continue to learn about the Feast of Purim, which is celebrated today as a fun, festive, uh, party-type atmosphere. But as we were discovering in our previous program, it in fact is the anniversary of a very serious event in Israel's history.
1: Yeah, we if you uh, go and read the book of Esther, it's only 10 chapters. As you said in, in the previous program, you can sit and read it, one sitting over a cup of coffee, and it's, it's kind of like reading, it's almost a romance, really, mm. and with a to drama and plots, twists, turns and there's a, the villain and the heroine and the, and the powerful king and there's all of that in there and you, you kind of get a little bit of an understanding of this theme, this pattern that the Jewish people have experienced century after century where there's always somebody coming from somewhere wanting to wipe them out. Mm. It's a terrible thing, but they literally live under the knowledge that at any particular given time in their history, somebody wants to wipe them out. Uh, that's a really a terrible thing to live under, and they, but that's what they have to mm. live with, and they're still living under it today. Yeah, that's right. You know, you've got the leader of Iran saying that the Holocaust actually never happened, but he's promising to commit another one. You know, I mean, it's it's lunacy, it's insane. So the other thing we mentioned too was about um, Haman that he was an Agagite. The Agagites were the Amalekites. And the Amalekites were the very first nation after the exodus to try to wipe out and destroy the Jewish people, attack them.
0: King Saul was told to kill King Agag. And he didn't do it.
1: Absolutely. And if he had have
0: done it, then uh, nothing, none of this would have happened.
1: Exactly. And that actually leads into the fact that there was a much, much, much deeper reason for this irrational hatred that people have of wanting to exterminate the Jews. It's exactly that. It's irrational. Mm. It's lunacy. It's insanity. And it doesn't make any sense. It's got to be spiritual, obviously. Mm. Uh, so we're going to actually jump into that because most people don't realize what that the connection – for Of you know this hatred that Haman had for Mordecai, particularly and the Jewish people, actually goes back mm. a very, very long time, so Exodus seventeen, the Israelites wandering in the wilderness prior to the promised land, and then how the Amalekites stupidly try to wipe them out. God then commands this curse on them. Um, the Lord said to Moses, Exodus seventeen write this in a book as a memorial and recite it to Joshua that I will utterly blot out the memory of Amalek from under heaven. So Moses built an altar and he named it the Lord is my banner and he said the Lord has sworn and the Lord will have war against Amalek from generation to generation. So we're talking about forever. Mm. It's not relenting. You remember the, um, the Gentile prophet Balaam who was asked to Um, curse Israel and and ended up blessing them. Well, he even talks about uh, the destruction of Amalek. That's in uh, Numbers 24. But I wanted to uh, read from Deuteronomy 25. This is verses 17 to 19 because this is really important and it relates actually to what you mentioned about King Saul. This is what Moses said. He said, remember what Amalek did to you. Along the way when you came from out of Egypt And how he met you along the way And he attacked among all of the stragglers at the rear When you were faint and weary And he didn't fear God Therefore it shall come about When the Lord your God has given you the rest From all of your surrounding enemies In the land which the Lord your God gives you As an inheritance to possess That you shall blot out the memory of Amalek from under heaven You must not forget Mm. Casey okay, says, so "When you get into the land, once you get settled, then they have to be blotted out. Don't forget." All right, now uh, just to to cover again the blotting out of a memory of somebody's name, it was like such an offensive, shameful thing. Do you remember Firecracker Night? No, you don't remember firework. No. I barely remember firework. <laughs> <night. laughs> but I remember as a just a tiny little girl, we'd have firecracker night. We used to call it bonfire night. You make a bonfire and you'd set off all your firecrackers um, before it became illegal to do yeah. it in your backyard. <laughs> but the other thing that used to happen was they would build an effigy People would make an effigy of Guy Fawkes and burn him on, mm. on the fire, which is really horrible. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And yet it was this festive hol- holiday yeah. type thing. But that was something that the, the Jews actually used to do in ancient Persia after this event. They would make an effigy of Haman and, mm. and burn him to try to blot out and wipe out his memory. Actually, they also used to, in the 1800s in Eastern Europe, the Jews used to write the name of Haman on the soles of their shoes. And whenever his name was mentioned during Purim, they'd stamp their feet so that wow. his name would literally be wiped out from the soles of their shoes. Today, modern customs in celebrating um, Purim is that they have noisemakers or little cap guns and or they boo very loudly every time his name is mm-hmm. mentioned in the retelling of the story so that his name isn't heard and blotted out. Uh, and so the theme of blotting out, again, in the Bible, it's a great shame. It, it, it's a real terrible thing uh, that nobody ever wants. So again, we talked about names being very meaningful in ancient times. But the thing that's really, really interesting is about God's name. We're just going to focus on names again because if you read in Exodus 33, 18 to 19, Moses said this. He said, I pray you, show me your glory. This is what he said to God. And then God said, I myself will make all my goodness pass before you and will proclaim the name of the Lord before you. And I will be gracious to whom I'll be gracious and I will show compassion on whom I'll show compassion. So he says, I'm going to pass before you. And I'm going to reveal myself through my name. I'm going to pr- proclaim myself through my name. So in other words, to have illumination from the knowledge of God, Moses was told to hear God's name proclaimed in his presence. You want to know who God is? you got to know his name, which is an interesting thing considering <laughs> Jews won't mention his mm, name. Yeah, that's, right. that's how sacred and holy it is. You get yeah. to know who he is through his name. Why do you think there are so many names that describe who God is? Because there's so many facets and, and elements and descriptions of who he is and his nature through his name Uh, and one of the most important aspects that we have in our life is to pass on a really good name to our descendants a good name would endure through many generations and it's meant to bring honour of course but what happens if you're going to be blotted out what if you're an offence what if there's this shame that just passes on And we've also talked about how when you honour God's name, we know through Jewish traditions, we just mentioned, they won't write it down in full. They won't use it. They won't say it in Hebrew. They say the word Hashem, it just means the name, because His name is so high and lofty. So you think of the high loftiness of the name of God, conversely, with a name that has nothing but a curse. I mean, you know, sometimes, you know, you think there are some names that are just you would just never even give them, you certainly wouldn't give them to your children. You wouldn't even name your dog. I mean, some people will name their dogs Nero, but you wouldn't name him Judas, would you? Mm. There are some names you just don't want an association with. So this blotting out is a very severe, shameful thing. I don't know that we get it so much here in, in our culture, but in the, in the East, particularly mm. the Middle East, it, it's such a shameful thing. So the Amalekites, uh, we're going to particularly look at We mentioned Saul and Saul's disobedience, and we're going to look a little bit closer at that in the next program of the Amalekites, the intense hatred that Haman had, but who were the Agagites within the Amalekites themselves? So we're going to look at that in the next program.
0: So we'll do that as we wrap up our study on Purim, and also there'll be a little bit of a glance at the Messiah being yes. seen through this as well. So that's all to come. And I'll remind you that you can get these study notes. as lots in these few episodes. And you can download them from the website, vision.org.au slash foundations. This has been Foundations, a look at the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. For study notes, resources and more, see vision.org.au slash foundations.